0: Welcome to Full Time with Amy Nicholas here on Women and Manufacturing. Today, I am super excited. This girl is the coolest chick. Her name is Elizabeth Barry, and I came to meet her through another very successful woman who's a VP in marketing here in New Jersey, and she worked with Elizabeth and just spoke so highly of her, Elizabeth um, has an extensive, extensive resume, uh, leading all the way back to running a, a marketing and branding agency um, for over 15 years. Uh, she is actually she works with TEDx and has a lot of experience with them, um, a lot of successes, and as also and also works to help other women and people in business to be successful um, on their own and be, lend her experiences. To them, to help them get through whatever it is and whatever challenges they're going through. So, welcome, Elizabeth. It's so great to have you.
1: Thank you. It's so great to be here this morning to share my wisdom and insight to empower the woman of this world. Good times for doing it.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's the year of the woman.
1: Yes, rise up. Well, every every
0: year, and every year moving forward.
1: I was um, when I first started my business in 2006. Uh, after I moved into my first office, this is back when publishing had its heyday. I actually came from the publishing industry, but when Oprah Magazine was the big thing. Now going back to 2008, <laughs> and the the magazines were still like very, very thick, like like three inches thick. So I, I remember in 2008, Oprah's. Um, one of the covers of it said, this is your year with her on the cover in this big green sequence outfit. And I (laughs) tore it up and I put it on my cork board in my office and I still have it today. So you're, you're right. It's every year for a woman who is out to go and uh, persevere in the world of business and in in the world alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Balance is, balance is one of the biggest things I think too, because as a woman, you know, you're trying to not just be the best you can be in, in business, but in, in life as a mother, as a wife, or as a partner, and, you know, for me, I'm, being a dog owner takes half my time, so um, <laughs> yeah. tell me yeah. a little bit about, <laughs> uh, yeah, right, tell me a little bit about um what's going on, and what you've got going on right now, and, and the things that you're doing, um and as far as working with people and your consulting and your coaching? Because those are two different things, but I think they both um, are very, very important as far as any entrepreneur um, or business person out there.
1: Okay, so um, thank you so much for having me on as a guest today. So I've been running a successful marketing agency for, like you said, over 15 years. I uh, started out as the first strategic marketing firm for dance and grew from there into entrepreneurs and nonprofits, and then I became the first woman in business year in my community, started a, a woman's leadership council, and I wrote a book for um, called woman, uh, Wisdom of the Years for all the women that I worked with, and then I, I recently wrote a book called Own Your Vulnerability for Women. And over the past couple of years, I really took it to heart to that not, I wasn't only consulting and coaching women entrepreneurs. Because of my years of self-development work and, and my consistent reading, I, as you said, I'm, I'm a TEDx person, right? I'm a cerebral, so I've, I do consistent reading. I haven't had a TV in 20 years, so I'm watching documentaries. I'm a, I'm a life learner. So as I've been doing that, I've really attained this position of uh, this empowerment coach and it's really become such a life changer for me so that not only do I work with entrepreneurs and women executives on how to show up and how to work with life balance how to deal with being a mother and we can learn a lot from being a mother and dealing with a boss that is unruly or demeaning or dealing with a client that just doesn't get it. It's all about boundary setting. It's about all of the things that they don't teach us in school that we fall down, and we fall down, and we have to learn to get back up over and over again, and so we actually achieve it as a lifestyle. So that's what I've been doing, and that's what I've been working on with my um, business coaching and consulting, and it's, it's providing miraculous results, and it's also providing me with a sense of, dignity and integrity and intrinsic value and rewards to wake up every day and really love what I
0: do. Yeah, no, I think this is awesome. Um, you know, I kind of, I think I've mentioned to you before, it's almost like you're a um, an entrepreneur's like therapy. It's like entrepreneur yeah. therapy where you have to kind of talk through things and really learn. It's always great, too, to learn from experiences uh, that other people have had. Uh, so that you don't necessarily have to go and make all of those mistakes or go through all of those things yourself. Um, one of the things that I, I noticed that you've said here is that micromanagement is just a killer, um, mm-hmm. and you, you talk about that a lot. Can you, can you want to tell me a little bit more about that? I think that that's, that's really just such a, a important point.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about micromanagement in the viewpoint and the lens of an entrepreneur or a boss right, or a manager, we are, um, let's say, first of all, if I'm an entrepreneur, when we have a team and we give the team something to do, right, and they're not doing it or they're just not delivering on time and there's deadlines, we go in and we tend to pick, 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 right? And when we pick, they feel threatened, they feel like you're, 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 you're overshadowing them, and they can't do their job, right? So um, the reason why entrepreneurs micromanage like that is because they don't really um, – the, the team doesn't really understand the task at hand, so the boss then has to go and micromanage and micromanage. Plus, the, 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 the entrepreneur might be facing pressure by the client to get it done, get it done, get it done. So the problem there lies in, in the sentence that I use over and over again. Every breakdown is a breakdown in communication. So you might be micromanaging in one project and not micromanaging on another because it's getting done. The reason why things don't get done is because people don't really understand what the job is or they're pretty much not suited for that and that's not their talent or their skill set. So bringing people on, it's it's always a matter of what you said before, is balance and learning how to put the right people in the right place so that everyone can do their job the way they're supposed to do their job. And, you know, I I think it all comes down to awareness, too. Most of us don't know that we're micromanaging.
0: (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> I have always been the kind of person who is not interested in being a micromanager, but I'm sure I do micromanage
1: because mm-hmm. I
0: absolutely mm-hmm. run into the same uh, frustrations uh, that you're talking about that entrepreneurs have with um, having teams that you just, you need to make sure it's getting done because you do. You, you have a client that you're responsible for. Um, and I don't think, I never liked being micromanaged, but I'm sure I do it now that I'm hearing you say that. Um, yeah, it,
1: it it comes out in the consulting because I because I have this expertise in vulnerability, which is a word I'm going to be bringing forth healthily in 2019 alongside with ego. It's really something that I teach my clients the matter of loving rather than running from in in shame or embarrassment because it's it like I said before it becomes a lifestyle like wow, okay, I really suck at that, but I'm really learning how to get better at it. And you become more humble, and the humility just makes you so much happier because you're like, okay, I can admit to that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think that this is, you know, the, the lessons that you're teaching um, are just not just for entrepreneurs, but, I mean, I think that those fall fall over in your growth as a woman at any point in your life, as anybody, not even just a woman, just, you know, when you, when you were able to take a good look at yourself and finally say, gosh, man, I wasn't doing that right, or I just wasn't communicating right, or I thought I was communicating that, and maybe I wasn't. Um, yeah. You know, that it really, that'll help you in, in really every every direction. Um, you know, one of the other things that, that you do too uh, that I think is really cool is, Um, the consulting that you do for you know Mm -hmm. brands and really helping people tell their story and I think that obviously those two things relate right because if you can tell your Mm -hmm. story and you understand who you are and you have your own clear vision um, that uh, that obviously helps translate into what you're able to achieve but you're able to actually go into a lot of these different companies get an idea of who their brand is and clearly help them define and tell that story can you tell me a little bit about how you do that?
1: it's really just a matter of experience, and it's, it's been my focus, right? So when I started out at the age of 28, I came out as, as this young, blonde, exciting, energetic from the publishing world, the first strategic marketing firm for Dan. So I was a strategic marketer from the beginning, uh, not just a marketer, not a brander. Uh, strategic marketing is positioning the, the product in the mind of the prospect, Right? So that comes down to branding and marketing for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs want every they, – they get in this cycle, this repeat mode of trying to tell their story from their perspective. And that's where we falter. That's where we get in the hamster wheel and we start spinning our wheels year after year after year because we, we don't stop, breathe, and think and maybe do a focus group. Maybe ask our clients how they're seeing up. It's really about focusing on the mindset of the prospect and the client and getting their feedback. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, we're scared to get that feedback. We don't want people to know, you know, we don't want to hear the bad things about us. But if you can look at that from the perspective, Wayne Dyer says, When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's such a healthy way for all of us to think about our brands and our brand stories because the market shifts, people shift. Everything is shifting consistently, especially with digital. So um, if you're not going the same way or ebb and flow as the market, you're going to be left behind. Um, In in addition to that, brand storytelling does evolve. You know, I love to use the hashtag and the line always evolving, always evolving. Because as people were evolving, as brands were evolving, and the clients are evolving themselves. They might want us today, might not want us tomorrow, but they might come back. So we we have to stay at top of mind. Um, we and brand stories also sometimes from the entrepreneur's mind when we're working alone in a silo. We just tend to use so many words, um, and we're living in the age of the Insta and short snippets and and so many videos that have to be this many seconds. So it's really about being able to tell your story in an elegant way, but in a succinct way that leaves them with something to be inspired by, be entertained by, and be informed by so that
0: we are
1: still in that connection with the heart and mind of the consumer.
0: That is Absolutely. I think that that is the number one thing. Sometimes people get so caught up in their box of what they want their company to be or their product to be um, and how they'd like it to be viewed that it, it gets lost. It gets lost because the consumers are just they, – they are different today than they were yesterday, and sometimes it mm-hmm. could mean something else to them and be very successful. Um, so it's great that you're able to uh, help people get there. So you also – Obviously, you're, we're talking about your brand specialties, your coaching. Can we talk a little bit about your, your business development and how you help with the business mm-hmm. development and revenue? Yeah,
1: yeah. I Because at the end dance. of the day, it's, <laughs> that's what it's about.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so I started out um, my career at Cape Cod Life Magazine, and then I went to Dance Magazine, and I was in the marketing department, and within four months, they were like, absolutely not, we need you in sales. And that's when I just started blowing it out of the water. And um, I really, I learned sales from, I was, now I'm like an animal activist right now. So, you know, this is me at like 13 years old. But my first sales experience was learning from Oriel Cohen at a New Jersey flea market who sold leathers and furs to people during the summertime, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I pretty much had him as my first mentor in sales. and. I've loved it, and it's a part of me ever since. So, um, business development is is always it stays within the always evolving mindset, right? And and just like you said before, we stay in the box. We are uh, without having a mentor or a confidant or an advisor who is giving us the outside perspective. Not that your husband or your your wife. Or your friends or, you know, your employees might tell you having someone with that outside perspective is going to be the one to call you out on what's working and hype that up and what's not working to tweak it to make it better. So business development and new revenue streams can come from the right or the left or the top or the bottom. It's just about taking a step back. Looking at it objectively, one of my approaches is called the 10,000 feet above approach. I talk about it in my upcoming books that are coming out in 2019. It's really just looking at ourselves and our habits, our patterns, and the way we speak from a, a view from 10,000 feet above. So then we can see ourselves and be like, oh my God, we're doing the same thing. You know what they say about people that do the same thing over and over again? They're insane, right? So business development and new revenue streams can come from anywhere. It really all depends on innovation and creativity and your commitment to being flexible to change and open to new ideas.
0: Absolutely. And, listen, you have to do that. And if that's what gets you to that revenue and and really growing your business, I think that that's the best way to do it is to just take that step back. Sometimes you get caught Mm -hmm. up in the race. So, yeah, absolutely. Love it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about what you've got coming up. Um, I know that you said that you've you've written some books. Can you tell me about where we can get those and what you've got coming soon?
1: Yeah. So um, I wrote a book. uh, When my first book is out, it's called Own Your Vulnerability. I wrote uh, the men's vulnerability book because after I put the first woman's book out, uh, randomly out of nowhere, all the men in my life came and said, well, wait a minute. What about the men's book? And I was like, are you really serious? you want to talk about this? And I said, yeah. So I interviewed over 60 men in 2016 and wrote the book and I just finished it this summer. So it's being edited. So that'll be out in 2019. So if there's any men on here who want to get in touch with their vulnerability, that's coming out. Uh, But in early January, 2019, the book, The Kind Communicator will be out. And that is pretty much talking about ego and letting go of ego, learning how to breathe, uh, respond versus react, owning your vulnerability, communicating with kindness. And most of us don't, most of us will think of kindness as just as being nice, but I think kindness really shows up as our awareness, as our um, presence in life and the way we handle ourselves with grace, especially in chaos. So. Um, The book really delves into that, and it's a business book. And instead of using charts and infographics for business people, I really place a lot of nature and trees and flowers inside so that business folks that are reading this can really elevate themselves and take that step back that's needed to find that life balance um, to do that with kinder communication. So that's coming out. Own Your Influence will be out in 2019. and. I have a new podcast coming up. with a, uh, My brand is called uh, Beyond Ego, right? So it's going to be housing all the books on vulnerability and ego, and uh, I'm going to be interviewing leaders from across the United States. I have over 100 people already on my list, and um, that will just be a podcast that really delves into leadership and the falls, the weaknesses. So lots of good stuff coming out for business folks to really own Oh my shit. <laughs> that's how I love go. that. You can't look in the mirror and like just be like, I'm great all the time because perfectionism is so outdated.
0: I hear that. No one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, I just want to recap real quick. This is really what I've gotten from today. If I were to summarize, really what we've been talking about is clear communication is just really very important and learning how to do that can be very difficult. Uh, a lot of people think that they communicate clearly and they don't, which is where you really come in and help Um, being vulnerable and and putting your ego aside um, or maybe learning how to do that and and accepting things that um, maybe you don't want to hear, taking a minute to respond to before Mm -hmm. you react or um, before you just react. So take a minute, Mm -hmm. Uh, really, you know, absorb where you're at before you, before you react to things. Um, And really just have somebody like yourself, um elizabeth that's outside of everything else that touches your life that can give you a real honest good look at who you are and, and an assessment of of really where your business is or where you are within your life's work and uh help you get to where you want to go yeah is that a it's, pretty um, good assessment it's
1: great for uh, yes it's great for <laughs> person, it's great for executives and it's not even good for like for instance like you would think that um, entrepreneurs who are just looking to become stronger, more confident, speak up with clarity and confidence. But it's also for the female, the powerful female executives out there who say too much, who speak too much, who come off too strong. A lot of times I work with them and they don't even realize how strong they are. and they have these aha moments that really settle into their their uh, lifelong wisdom to just become a calmer, woman in business and that leaves a a lasting legacy rather than being the woman that's way too strong or cold and it's it's those kind of balances and boundaries that we learn from doing this kind of inner personal development and professional development work it's it's awesome
0: Well, I love this. So if anybody out there wants to uh, get in touch with Elizabeth, you can go to ElizabethBerryConsulting at Gmail, or you can follow her on LinkedIn, uh, Elizabeth Berry. She's got a great LinkedIn page, puts up lots of great information. Um, or you can learn a little bit more about her and find her through our page on Facebook um, or on the WAM website. Uh, that's uh, Our Facebook page is Women and Manufacturing. So, check us out and thank you so much for joining us today on Full Time with Amy Nicholas. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you
1: so much. Have a great day, guys.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye.